Hi everybody, welcome to this newest episode of Murder Blows. This week is Cody's week, which means there's going to be some conspiracy theories floating around. This week, uh, this case literally hits home for almost all of us. This week, Cody is going to cover the Gatlinburg fire of November 2016, which is in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. It's very interesting. There's a lot that went down, but I do want to put out a trigger warning. It's some kind type of a warning because there is a natural disaster. This is um, a fire, and it can be triggering for people. So just putting that out there. Um, it's definitely interesting. There's definitely a lot of avenues that I was unaware of, but Cody fills us in. So stay tuned. I am Maisie, and I'm here joined with Cody, Sasha, Violet, and uh, let's play that intro music. Sick. Oh, did I unmute my microphone for that? That was perfect. I love it. something you believe in. Is that a high school musical? I don't know. Mm, you're gonna make me Google it, aren't you? Uh, I'm not Googling it. I will. I'm surprised my phone didn't hear me do it. Like, start to sing it. 98 degrees? That's not right. <laughs> yeah, it be. is right. Oh is it God. from Tarzan? It's from Mulan! What? That's 98 degrees? Hold on, let's listen. I am shooketh. Oh, 98 degrees is in Chinatown. Okay. Oh, because it's for Mulan. That's not racist. I know. This is fine. I don't remember it sounding like this. It's very Roseanne. <laughs> we love a 98 degrees moment. Not when it's actually 98 wow. degrees out, because that's hot. <laughs> Too hot. That's hot. We randomly went to, uh, I think in Cincinnati, Nick Lachey has, like, a bar he opened with his brothers. That's <laughs> baseball themed. And we went to Cincinnati, and we just happened to find it. And we ate there. And it was a really good burger. But then I think a month later, they got broken into, and, like, somebody got stabbed. It was kind of crazy. That's insane. Uh-huh. Stabbing is bad. Uh, that's the Lachey bar for you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I got a... I just said I'm not going to Google it, but I got a the Google Pixel phone, and I think it's, Ooh. like, hearing what I say, and it's like, you want to Google this, right? Because I Google everything anyway. So that's creepy. We're so much closer to just having it in my brain. Yeah. Did you guys already start? Not really. But I've been no. recording this whole time, baby. Oh, are you going to play True to Your Heart? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's 
a long story. Violet, do you remember the song True to Your Heart? It's like True to Your Heart. You, you gotta to be true. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what movie it's in? Oh, good lord. Sorry, Cody. It's mm. okay. Everything's being a dick today. I told you all. It sounds familiar, but I can't place the movie. Mulan. Can you guess the artist? It'll it'll shock you. Not a clue. Ninety-eight degrees. What? That's what never would have guessed that. Wow. Yeah, who thinks of 98 Degrees now? Sorry, 98 Degrees. Not us. Ooh, are they going to be our new Papa Roach? Oh, no, no. never. No, Papa Roach <laughs> loves us, 98 Degrees. Do they even have a Twitter? Let's find out. <laughs> Whoa, oh. 98 Degrees, six yeah. shades, Sasha. Yeah, that's, that was that was <laughs> a burn for 98 like, Degrees. Why would they have a Twitter? They haven't put out an album since I was You 10. know what? You're going to make me check shit, aren't you? I'm this doing time, it right now. Aaron Carter has a Twitter. I know this because of Jennifer Lopez. And ever, Aaron Carter's a DJ now, and he has new music, and it's not like his old stuff. <clears throat> Just saying. 98 <laughs> official. Holy uh-uh. shit. Whoa. Shut your face. They tweeted three hours ago. <laughs> they have an Instagram, too. Currently Spice? on tour. Spice <laughs> up your life. Whoa. Who knew? Are they doing, like, county fairs? <laughs> okay, I, I laugh, but Bowling for Soup came to the uh, Smoky oh, Stadium no. in Gatlinburg, and I was like, it's lit. <laughs> Bowling for so, Soup. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Oh. The only person that I follow that also follows 98 Degrees on Instagram is Bobby Burke, who is one of the five um, queer eye guys. <laughs> just, just one of them. Um, they've got two tour dates, though, and one's a casino. Check it out. I think the second one is also a casino. I was close. Listen. Harrah's? No, uh, Rhythm City Casino in Davenport, Indiana, and Ho-Chunk Gaming Wydell's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not kidding. I know, it's on their Instagram. Baraboo, Wisconsin. Huh, babies. Well, Backstreet Boys are making a comeback, so where are you, NSYNC? Yeah. Wait, are we recording? Oh, of course we are. (laughs) I freaking hope so. I think Chris Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC performed at one of the Steeler games, I think, recently. Just him, though? Yeah, (laughs) because he's from the town I grew up in. Oh. His dad substitute taught at our school. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I just like of of NSYNC he was probably the least talented, right? I, I don't know because oh, I didn't like them. Okay. I just, knew, I just knew that he was from our area and his dad was our substitute teacher and he had nice. like cousins all around and they were always in the annual um, fall parade. And mm. <laughs> yeah, I was a Backstreet Boys girl. Let's be honest. Uh, I was an instant girl, but I didn't really? get too much into the drama. Yeah, I, I had both like CDs. Who are we kidding? Yeah, I well, hated Backstreet Boys so what? much. Yeah, well, have you, can't relate. Have you listened to the call? Even though it's about cheating, it's a bop. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Gotta <better>. go. <laughs> 
Yeah, I could quote it. What What are you What are you talking about? Should have said no. Okay, are we gonna get caught? Someone waiting for me. Don't All right. Well, retweet this podcast if you're an NSYNC fan. Like it if you like Backstreet Boys. And don't tell anyone if you like 98 Degrees. <laughs> okay, we can hashtag all of them. Speaking about people that we've hashtagged, um, you know how Papa Roach is obviously a listener. Shout out Big to you, fan. Papa Roach. Big uh, fan. Hello, Papa. We're, Hello, Roach. We're a big fan of <laughs> your work. Um, you can add us anytime you want. Uh, Billy Jensen liked one of our photos on Instagram. And Billy Jensen is the um, journalist, true crime journalist, who has, who helped uh, Michelle McNamara finish her book. Hell yeah. Whoa. Hi. I'm gonna Hi, Billy Jensen. He liked one of our photos, and I didn't use any specific hashtags directed towards him. So that's pretty um, lit. As the kids would say, I'm I kind of freaked out, and John was like, "Who's Billy Jensen?" And I was like, "Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Don't jinx it." Uh, um, I have a shout out as I have a mouth full of homemade mushroom and Swiss burger, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Mm, mm, who is she? <laughs> who is she? I made everything on my plate from scratch, except for the buns, ladies Which and gentlemen. You shouldn't do. Because yeah, no, it's not worth it. Mm-mm. It's too it crumbly. so long. The breadcrumbs get into your burger juices. And I was not having that. But no, I made homemade mashed potatoes with uh, mushroom onion gravy and green beans. So it was. I, and I used fresh green beans. I'm talking none of this was from a can or a packet. Everything. What did oh, your right. therapist say about cooking? Um. Well... Uh, my therapist already dumped me, so no, I'm just kidding. Uh, her schedule doesn't fit with mine, so I find a new one. Uh, but hey, it's delicious, and uh, it's been a rough week. I have a shout-out to, uh, I think we've shouted her out before. Becca is a regular at my store. Um, Becca? What up, Becca? Oh, Becca the studier. The what? The studier? Yes. Oh, see? Okay, we have done this. Hi, Becca. Welcome back to the shout-out. But she came up to me. And I've been having a particularly, like, shitty run of luck. 2019, you're doing great. Um, But, and she came up and she was like, I just want you to know that, like, Murder Blows has gotten me through these last three weeks. Like, of finals and, like. Oh, my God. I seriously, yeah. I went in the back and cried. I didn't tell her that she left. But she was like, you guys are so funny. And it just (sighs) melted my freaking heart. Thank you so much, Becca. I can i can't even actually <laughs> i hope you passed all your finals and that this next semester is easier if you haven't graduated hope Becca, you graduate soon. you're killing it killing it slay you're it kill it play thank you becca um so also nice. bam, 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 i have a fucking update <gasps> ladies and gentlemen Okay. I could have cried. Okay, so Snapchat has this, like, mediocre... Sorry, Snapchat. If you want to sponsor us, please do. Uh, news... Can you believe? <laughs> news Snap channel? I don't know what you would call it. It's called Stay Tuned. Okay. Um, but this uh, past couple of days... I can't remember what day in particular, but they were like, the Delphi police have brought in a man on child molestation charges... <gasps> 
and for resemble- the Snapchat murder. Oh yeah, he resembles police sketches of the man from the Delphi Snapchat murders. Oh, that's which whoa. for those of you that didn't listen to the very first Murder Blows episode was our very first case. Um, yeah, he looks eerily. I was gonna send it to someone. I was like, what do I do with this information? And I was like, <laughs> I'll just share it on the podcast. You sat like, on and it? I, don't. I sat on it. I sat on it hard. Okay, no, sorry. <laughs> I just got excited and I was like, I'm gonna wait for the podcast because it'll be so gratifying to be like to keep the story updated because it was our first. Oh, I love it. What's the oh, name yeah. of that Snapchat channel or whatever? Stay tuned, but they update daily because nothing on Snapchat stays for more than 24 hours. But I'm pretty sure you could Google it. Let's see. But yeah, they brought a guy in. He looks like, and is I it, don't want to say like this. a motive or like a. Okay, so if you are listening to this and you go on a Snapchat, you can type in stay tuned and they actually have past episodes up to oh. like last Sunday. Yeah, so you can actually go back and listen and watch what we were talking about. That is really cool. Oh, you know what? I just realized by the time this comes out, it won't be there probably. So um, just do it that way you will. <laughs> go- get good at Googling. Google it, yeah. Mm. But yeah, I just got really excited. But that's literally the only news I have for this week. Thank you. More at 10. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Wow. That's amazing. And not to be like Miss Universe or whatever, not Miss Universe, but like university, <laughs> universal about it. But how weird is it is that we're coming up like we're almost at a year of doing really this. Close. Y'all, really close. Y'all. Can you believe? No. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Usually things I love leave in about six to nine months, so I'm very shocked this is still going. <laughs> this is, it's been fun, though. It's been real, guys. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you don't know what's going on, this is Murder Blows. <laughs> We're four friends. <laughs> on a phone call, talking true crime. And each and week we cover a certain type of case. And this week it's Cody's case. Damn. Is that my cue? I mean, no, it's too soon. It's too I mean, it's soon. too early. We require at least 20 more minutes of fodder. Fodder is so what we do focused. when we talk about stuff that's not true crime related. Except we kind of did. Yeah, yeah we did. it this wrapped week. up. <laughs> is this week's things we like or advice? I hope it's <laughs> that's for the like. end. I know, but I really hope it's things we like because I really want to talk about what I like. Spoiler things we like. Yeah, I was gonna say spoiler alert. It's our podcast, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. So you know what? That's very true. Uh, yeah. Look at us. Look at us doing things. I have a sad comment. What's that? Yesterday, I read some stuff, and I was like, I'm a pretty positive person, like largely, and. Um, I was like, when Trump got elected, I was bummed, but I was like, it'll be okay. It's only four years. And then I was like yesterday, this is way worse than I could have ever expected. And I hate it. I hope everyone saw my mic go unmuted when you said the T word. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, I like that Sasha was like, I tried to handle it and 
felt like it would be okay. And I, meanwhile, <laughs> can you imagine Sasha and Nashville being like, oh no, it's okay. We can get through this. And me laying in the road, drunk, yelling at cars <laughs> to run me over. <laughs> That's exactly what I imagined, actually. Yep. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> hmm. Wait, wait, wait. I want the story. What's happening? About Trump? <laughs> no, what? About you laying so in the road. Oh, no, yeah. That, that's what I did on election night. When he won, oh. I literally was, like, plastered and crying. Like, I sobbed. I ugly sobbed, and nothing could stop me. And my oh, friends were like, fair. it's okay. Just call some of your lady friends to calm you down. And I was like, no, it's time. And I walked into the road, and I laid down in the pouring rain. And cars were driving by honking at me. And I was like, pussy, just do it. <laughs> And I was like, Trump's our president, just run me over. Yeah. It was, oh uh, my God. Yeah. Um, I did not handle the election results very well. If you're new to this podcast, you like Donald Trump, you might want to dip out right now. Because <laughs> I have a feeling what Sasha's <laughs> about to tell us uh, is going to make all of us infuriated. So. Oh, probably. We don't watch the news in my house, as I said oh. last week. I'm just generally sad. Longest fucking shutdown in history. Like, it's okay. Uh, we're just gonna hurt people until we get what we want, because we're... Oh, it's gonna be awful. Like, people don't even know if they can get their tax checks back yet. Like, the Republicans are saying, yeah, like, you can get your tax returns. It'll be no problem. He's gonna open up that part of the government. No. And, <laughs> like, I'm over here, like, okay, my February depends on people getting tax money back. Like, I need people to get their tax money back. I need people not to lose their SNAP benefits because that's how they can sometimes afford to buy extra things at my store. So please, please put the government back together right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, <laughs> he didn't he pass a bill or whatever where trans people can serve in the military yeah he did that um, so what happened with that like it, it he proposed this bill or whatever a while back and everybody was like what the hell are you talking about go away you dumb and now yeah and now it's back up into the news so did it get passed is that what's happening by the supreme court press. he waited yeah. until kavanaugh dick was in there and then what the america's favorite rapist everyone <laughs> i'm not salty about it Oh my god. I want my therapist. What? I want my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is not why we're here, but if you are in the LGBT, LGBTQ plus community, you are so welcome here. It's not even funny. Yeah, holy crap. Welcome. And along please, with anybody please, please. with general mental anxiety or Oh, depression. yeah, 100%. In essence, this, everyone is welcome is here everyone. unless you're supporting the Covington Catholic Church kids. Oh, <laughs> you are them. not welcome. You oh. can, uh, yeah. I love that we talk about current events because by the time it gets posted, it's not current. But that's what <laughs> I feel is like. Funny. I feel like what what happens though is sometimes when I listen to old episodes or, like, when I was catching up because I'm a garbage human. Um, nope, not allowed to say that anymore. Uh, when I'm behind the times, I listen to an episode and I get, like, re-angry. I'm like, oh, my God, that's yeah. right. The journalist. Oh, my God. 
So by next week, everyone will be like, oh, those kids. And everyone's defending them. I listen to like podcasts that focus solely on politics and they record their podcasts like on a Tuesday and then release it on Wednesday. And by Wednesday, their Tuesday podcast is like just not even it's like this is old news because so much happens in four hours that nobody can keep up with it. So it's insane. Okay. Okay, I'm going to throw one more sad thing out there. Throw it. Um, so the, the protester kid, people are saying, I've never seen someone uh, so, it's like so ready to like ruin a kid's life. And the, someone just like quote retweeted and said, Trayvon Martin is unavailable to comment. And I was like. Oh. So that was my whole thing is like, you know, uh, I'm seeing on Twitter a lot that people are like, all these poor kids, they're just kids. I'm like, okay, what about the nameless amount of black kids that the police have shot down unarmed? Or, And I feel like the last time we tried to defend someone and didn't want to ruin their lives, it was Brock Turner. So... Yeah, right? What are we really doing here? Where are we I going? Mean, not <laughs> only that, but like a lot of progressives are posting like when the Standing Rock people were trying to stand up for their own water because they didn't want it ruined by the oil um, company... Like, our government went out and sprayed them with mace and fire hoses and rubber bullets. And, like, they just get treated like trash in general. So, no, like, again, this isn't okay. And I wish the media would have covered Standing Rock more because they did get treated like trash. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, at least they're getting some sympathy now. (laughs) Well, and my thing, too, is, like, I feel like a lot of people... It really shows you how much, and I'm going to generalize so you all can get as mad as you want, but it shows how much people pick and choose. Oh, yeah. Because this Native American, I can't remember his name. I just blanked out. Holy crap. Oh, my God. The guy in the video. The guy with the drum. The guy with the drum. I'm so sorry. I can't think of his name. Holy crap. If anyone deserves to have their name dropped in this podcast, it's him. Um, But is a veteran. Mm-hmm. And I was so repulsed by how many people weren't supporting him. And I'm like, okay. So at first, it's like, all you care about is veterans. Well, he's not white. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. Nathan oh. Phillips. Nathan yeah, Phillips. Nathan Phillips. We support you, Nathan Phillips. And, ugh. It was garbage. Did you see the new video of the kids saying, it's not rape if you enjoy it? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said it to a group of girls, like, before that or whatever. Yep. He was taunting groups of women before even, like... That was one of the kids, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to (laughs) cry. Well, I've got a funny for you. It's a little insensitive, but... Can we have a funny, please? What the fuck is wrong with people? (laughs) Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. I'm so mad. Oh, I, I mean, want to run around awful. the building. <laughs> Mari, where's your face? Mari, come here. Oh. She's looking at me like, I'm not fucking getting up. For those of you participating in the audio podcast, uh, Maisie needs to hug her dog. <laughs> okay, we can move on. I'm also drinking coffee, which normally doesn't affect me, but I feel like the hype is A lot of hype, hype today. A lot of hype today. Okay. It's okay. I'll bring you more sadness with my stories. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've been drinking goddamn green tea all day and sunset blush franzia. Mm. Wow. 
<laughs> can't relate. I just like imagine myself. Do you imagine yourself like doing something like a comic, like a cartoon? You know, oh, like you divide your life into four panels. Yeah, I just imagine myself like smashing my coffee cup in my hand, my oh, ceramic no. coffee cup, Don't and then that. it just smash cuts to me on election night, like. <laughs> we need a comic strip built up. We know a guy, I right? I don't know how you smash cut in a comic strip. No, I just mean like that is a very good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm into it. This is this is silly. Please continue. <laughs> Do your funny business. <laughs> it's actually kind of sad now that I think about it. Oh, no. But, um, I saw a group of teenage boys at a pro-life rally. Kill me. Like... <laughs> I'm already mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm like, in my head, I'm just like, you don't know how your own ding-dong works. Like, stay <laughs> out of other people's business. If you take anything, take precious Sasha with her... Fuzzy earmuffs. I assume they're fuzzy. I haven't seen them. I just assume they're delightful. Of course they're fuzzy and they got bunny ears. Precisely my point. Just being like, you don't know how your ding-dong works. (laughs) I just really wish you would have rolled down the window and was like, you don't know how your own ding-dong works. Uh, (laughs) Pro-life marches. Wow. They used to do that in front of my old store where I used to work uh, about once a month. That was fun. The people at Mellow Mushroom just like, can you please calm down? Well, so they would march up and down the street with their lovely, beautiful signs um, that they have meetings. Uh, they have, like, Wednesday night meetings to uh, make those signs. It It's delightful, really. No, um, it's really garbage. And what was worse was where I used to work is a very, very, very very conservative area um Mm -hmm. obviously because i had to look at them at least once a month if not more um they did a march the day trump was elected don't know if that has any correlation i assume so um (laughs) (laughs) but uh uh, then the customers would be like, isn't that a thing of beauty? And it took everything in me not to be like, well, I want to rip out my uterus and throw it at them. But <laughs> whatever you say, <laughs> I would too. Uh, yeah, Violet, you saw my Twitter rant yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hi, my name's Violet. And also, did everyone like the live tweet? How was that? How did I do? I love the live tweet. I want to do it again. Do again. I want to do Listen, it tomorrow. Tomorrow's like cleaning day, but... Take it over. I am only logged in. Like, I don't remember my login for my personal Twitter, so I'm only logged into the Murder Blows Twitter. And as you were <laughs> live posting, I was liking them, but I was like, fuck, it's just you liking yourself. Like, <laughs> I was wondering, that's funny, because I was, like, pretty drunk when I did it, and I was wondering if I was doing that myself. <laughs> You're like, I'm hilarious. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was something uh, in therapy that my therapist and I talked about. And she was like, what are you proud of yourself for? And I was like, I am not afraid to tell people how funny I think I am. And she was like, you think you are? And I was like, okay, I was being nice. I know I'm funny. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, like, I have no doubt in my mind. Like, I would rather people tell me I'm funny than anything else in the world. I don't care if you tell me I'm pretty or attractive. That literally does zero for me. I'm just like, okay. But whenever you're like, you should be a stand-up comic. I'm like, oh, my God. I get, yeah, anyways, I really think I'm funny. So if you like the live tweets, let me know. So I <laughs> 
<laughs> I am hilarious. If you like my live tweeting. If you like <laughs> me. Hmm. Um, I think I have Murder Blows linked to my, yeah, to my personal account now. Boom. A boom. But yeah, um, yeah, I want to do some tomorrow, which will be last Thursday, if you're listening to this now. It'll be weekends, though, after this, because I start my new job February 4th. <gasps> I'm so proud of you. I will be working with solar panel components to help save the motherfucking environment. Oh my god, yes, Marshall <laughs> Erickson. I mean, if I they need any, like, here. houses to try their products out on, <laughs> Could you imagine if they sponsored the podcast? No. Um, I actually did get the job, though, because uh, I was, and I'm not going to name drop or anything, because I probably would not get the job after that, but I was talking about my podcast and um, the guy that uh, hired me and is now my boss was like oh my gosh I love podcasts and I was like don't listen to ours if you're very like conservative or you know I kind of told them that we have very like I I tried to be really professional about it and then I just cut it it was on Christmas Eve and I was like let me be frank with you we all really hate Donald Trump and we are not afraid to talk about it and he was like really how do you feel about climate change and we talked and talked and talked about what a dumpster human our president is, and I got the job. Yes! <laughs> we got an interview, and then I got the job, because, yeah. You made it. Great it was like, I, like how outspoken you are, and I was like, I also hate my president. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to work for a renewable company, you know, energy job, and yeah. support somebody who's like, it's a hoax. Absolutely. With conservatives. He like... said it the other day. Anyways. Funny conservatives only care about shooting things and groups of cells inside a woman's body. Like And other people getting things for free and they don't. Right? <laughs> don't forget that. It's like making sure that other people can't get things at, at a reasonable rate. Like, I just... I love the marginal tax rate. Also, I love AOC so oh, much. Oh, oh, she is my favorite. And I love Tulsi Gabbard as well. And I'm so happy she's running for president. And she'll probably be my pick, even though right now I'd settle for like a literal dumpster fire over Donald Trump. But um, <laughs> literally, are you a Democrat? Cool. Yeah. And I don't like to do that. But at this point, the government shut down. So, I, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> like, anyway. What do you guys better. think about? Will... Oh, go ahead. I will immediately vote for whoever opens this damn government back up. <laughs> Unless it's Trump. Which will just Well, no, that won't happen. <laughs> because he's got to work his way up to actual rewards. He only has the government shut down because the House of Representatives is all Democratic now and are going to, like, move to impeach him. That's the only reason. Yep. It has nothing to do with the wall. Nothing. Yep. Like, he could have got his wall or tried to get it when Paul Ryan was Speaker of the House and he had control of both uh, the House and the Senate, but he he didn't do that and all of a sudden democrats are in control of the house and then did you see that they um they made a committee to like look into trump and 
like AOC and her little pack of awesome women is on it. Nice. Did you guys see that? I didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. saw the BuzzFeed article that <laughs> would make my day so bright if BuzzFeed was the one to take down Donald Trump. Yeah, no, there's a special committee made on oh my the house God. to look into him and AOC is on it and all of her you know, amazing. I don't know all of their names because I am awful with names, but um, yeah, they're all on it. So they would be the ones looking into him. So there's no way in hell he's going to open the government back up. I mean, they're going to have to. Event. Okay, so mm, <clears throat> how does one person get to decide that the government isn't open? Like, I thought we had a thing. We do, but I mean, it was basically like if they don't come to an agreement on something, they shut certain part of the governments down. And then it takes like the house and the Senate to agree to pass a bill to open it back up. And Mitch McConnell was hiding like a turtle in a shell. And it's dumb because it's the most important parts of the government. Like the the people who inspect your food and the people who inspect the luggage on airplanes and the people who give you your tax returns and the people, the snap benefits and, um, Oh, you know, so the people much. that fight fires the and people, yeah. protect you. Like, my husband went hiking in the mountains last weekend, and I was like, please don't get lost, because I will have to assemble in a search group, because there isn't one right now. Nope. <laughs> Speaking of fighting fires. Oh, my God. Good. Nice. Are you guys ready <laughs> for this? Props to that segue. Let's do it. Okay, so who all lived in the Gatlinburg area when this happened? Violet, you were here. Me. I think it was just me. Maisie, were you here in 2016? Nah. Nope. Uh, I wasn't either. What part of 2016? It was November. Yeah, I was going to say. I think you were either in Knoxville or... Were you already where you're at? November... 2016. It was like the 23rd through the 28th. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. We, okay, yeah. Wow. Yes, I was out here in Portland. <laughs> oh, thank God. Well, you're lucky. Okay, so Violet, do you you remember, of course. Oh, yeah. I was working the okay, night it went down. down. The night it went down. Okay, and you, um, I, as you guys know, I do conspiracy theories, and I just want to explain that this isn't necessarily murder, but it is because nobody's taking responsibility for the people who died. Yeah, boy, um, howdy. Right, there were some deaths. Yeah. And, and they are claiming that there were evacuations. Afterwards, they claimed, and they still claim to this day, that Gatlinburg was evacuated. And it was not for a fact. And I have the 911 calls to prove it. They're pretty scary, though. Did you listen to them? Yeah. Okay. There's a couple of them that um, basically people are calling in the day of the fire. And they're, like, wanting to know if there's a mandatory evacuation. And person after person after person is told, no, there's no mandatory evacuation. The fire's in the National Park. Everything's okay. And then there's also a separate call or a separate video of calls kind of crammed together and it's people trapped by fire begging for rescue and they're told no nobody can get to you 
And there's and those a lady. Calls, they were also saying that the fire wasn't there, right? They were like, no, we can't get out. And the lady was like, there's no possible way that the fire is on this road. Right. Right. Like, it was absolutely insane. Hey guys, it's Editing Sasha here. I know that 911 calls are iffy for some people, and so I'm going to put them all at the end of the episode. Okay, thanks. Back to the show. So basically what I'm going to do is start. um, This happened in November of 2016, which 2016 um, was basically, it started to set a troubling new record for wildfires with more than 10 million acres burned. And there's, of course, been fires since in California. Um, and I've listened to podcasts on those, which they admit on those podcasts that the 911 service and the people who weren't evacuating, there was a disconnect and that it was their fault and that they could do more and that they will fix it. In our area, they're like, we did a great job of handling this fire and we're handing out awards to people. And we did have an evacuation, and there there wasn't a freaking evacuation. There was not. Um, by November 9th of 2016, that year, almost 10,000 acres in Tennessee had burned. And by November 15th, there were more than 30 wildfires over 55,000 acres. The Teleco fire on the border of Tennessee and North Carolina was the largest. So everybody kind of is basically like, well, didn't you smell smoke that day? Like, didn't you, didn't you want to leave? Good Lord. Like that's all, (laughs) I mean, as someone, I walked outside and it looked like Silent Hill. Well, I remember, first of all, like even before that morning, every single day we smelled smoke. Like I remember one day driving on 66 before way before this it was like in october november yeah. beginning of november and it was smoky and it smelled like a campfire Sasha, and what convention were we at we were in chattanooga yeah and we could there were fires the sky was smoky we could smell smoke i can't remember which one it was maybe it was anime blast uh but it was a convention in november uh when it was all happening Yes, exactly. It was like right before. But yeah, I remember because we were like, this is crazy. And we were sitting out on a patio for lunch and there were just fire trucks, even in Chattanooga, which is like two hours away from that area. Yeah. Yeah. The fires were all like in between North Carolina and Tennessee in the mountains. And we we were just used to smelling smoke. Like, and we also have a plate we live in a place that like when they see one snowflake or snow is in the forecast they shut down everything so we were kind of like oh if this is serious they'll shut everything down because they shut everything down for snow like i remember one friday it was like the day after christmas it started snowing and they shut down tanger at like six o'clock at night to get people home yep because it was gonna snow and they shut down all the schools in the county if one place in the county has snow so we thought that, well, we've been smelling smoke for a month and they shut down everything for snow. So if this was a huge thing, they would evacuate and shut things down. So on Wednesday, the 23rd, um, there was a fire in the chimney tops, which is in the, in the Smoky Mountain National Park. And it's about 23 miles on road from Gallenberg. But, of course, that's on road. So by air, it's a lot closer. And, of course, 
trap like fire travels by air when it's windy um so it can travel easier and faster than if you're in a car just driving the 23 miles and also for the fires in north carolina um i should probably follow my notes here and not just talk but um the fires in north carolina they had evacuations and they had color codes for the air quality um, they didn't want the smoke damaging the residents' lungs, so there was a code red for Cherokee and for much of the rest of the mountains bordering Tennessee. Um, we never had that in Tennessee. They never were like, hey, there's a bad air quality alert today. Don't go out if you have lung problems. No, they were just like, oh, the fire is in North Carolina. It's all good, which we're on almost on the border of North Carolina, by the way. Um, cities in North Carolina, like Charlotte, they were warned about the smoke. And Charlotte is what in almost in the center of North Carolina. Yeah, um, I think so. And but the fires, like being not even an hour away for us, we had no warnings. Um, we just kept smelling the smoke. Um, so supposedly the fire in the national park at the Chimney Top started on the 23rd, which was the day before Thanksgiving. So in our area, there was half a school, a half a day of school that day but nobody really sends their kids on that day because school is only open from like eight to 11. And my son was in kindergarten and I, silly me, I took him to school thinking it was like a mandatory day and he was the only kid there. It was sunny and it was warm. And I guess a couple kids, a couple teens that had out of school that day, like got away from their parents. Cause you know, parents the day before Thanksgiving, they're finishing up with work. They're going to the grocery store. They're getting their turkeys. They're doing their plans. And these teenagers were running around and they go up to chimney tops and they start a fire. Um, and it quickly spreads because it hadn't rained since like April or May of that year. Yeah, there was, I remember, uh, I was at a friend's house and they were having a bonfire and they were like, are you sure you have a permit for this? Cause there's like a dry, uh, what was it? It's the notice that is like, don't burn. Like yeah, a there was, burn notice or. Exactly. There were no burn notices out because every, yeah. we just like, we get enough rain in this area for a wetland and like it hadn't rained in months and yeah. everything was dry. The ground was cracked. Um, and it was fall, so there were leaves everywhere. Now, was so, the kids that did this, were they local? I heard they were from they out were, of town. They were from Anderson County, which is out by Knoxville. Oh, okay, okay. So they basically probably, you know, two teenagers got in the car, came out, went to the mountains, and accidentally or purposely set something on fire at the chimney tops. And there weren't a lot of people hiking that day because it was right before a holiday weekend. So everybody was basically getting prepared for Thanksgiving and they weren't in town for the holiday weekend yet. Like usually everybody that comes in town for the holiday weekend shows up Thursday and eats and then hits the malls and goes shopping. And then this weekend from Thanksgiving to um, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is just packed with tourists that are eating, that are shopping that are, you know, spending the weekend in Gatlinburg for whatever reason. I don't know because it's freaking insane. You can't get anywhere. Um, so they started this fire and it burned Wednesday. It burned Thursday. It burned Friday. It burned Saturday and it burned Sunday, which was the 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th and 27th. 
and they knew it was burning. The park service knew it was burning. Um, the fire companies knew it was burning, but they couldn't get to it because chimney tops is a very steep trail and it's a foot trail. Um, there's nowhere to take fire trucks to, there's nowhere to get to it. So they were trying to get to it to contain it, but they couldn't. But they also didn't bring in helicopters to do drops of water on it, which they could have, but they didn't do that. Um, not saying that this would have prevented the whole scenario because I've done a lot of research and found a lot of um, other ways that other fires were started um, in the process of this. So I'll explain that as I go. Um, so all weekend there's tourists in town. This fire's burning. Nobody's really paying a lot of attention. It's a thing, but we've smelled smoke for so long that not a big deal. Um, Greg Solansky, the fire management officer for great, the Great Smoky Mountain National Park received word on Saturday the 26th that high winds were expected on Monday the 28th. So this is Saturday the 26th. Okay, they've got a couple of days, high winds are expected. Um, and the winds did arrive about 12 hours early, but the fire was left to burn from Wednesday to Monday. And they said the terrain was too steep and that there was no access to water in the area, which there probably wasn't access to water because we were in a drought. I remember seeing pictures of like the river in Gatlinburg and there wasn't a river. It was just um, completely dry with like a tiny bit of water in it. Um, Monday morning at 8 a.m., I woke up, and I remember this day so clear. It is ingrained in my head forever. I got up, and I was getting my son ready for school, and I looked out the window, and there was white stuff falling on my car. My car is dark blue, so I was like, is it snowing? And it had been really warm all weekend, so I was just like, what? And I went out, and I was and I touched it, and I was like, that's not snow. I was like, that's ash. I was like, why is there ash falling on my car? And it smelled like smoke, but again, that was normal. So I take my son to school, and by the time I had gotten him to school, we live in a hollow. So where I was at, the smoke from the fire wasn't settling in, a ho in the hollow, but when I got out of my hollow, the sun had started to rise, and it looked like the apocalypse had happened. It looked like the game Fallout. It was like this yellow haze of ash falling and smoke. And it looked like the end of the world. And I was just like, should I leave my kid here? What's going on? So I get on Facebook and I check Facebook and they're just like, you know, yeah, it's the chimney top fires. They just haven't contained them yet. It's in the national park. It's no big deal okay and my husband he leaves the house he goes to the dump and he sees the same thing and people are starting to post pictures on Facebook of like Gatlinburg and it looks the same it's like this eerie yellow and people on Gatlinburg at this point are starting to wear masks because it's only 23 miles away by by road and I don't know how far by air but probably like what 10 miles by air and people on Gatlinburg are now wearing masks because there's so much ash falling that they can't breathe. And luckily the holiday weekend was over and most of the tourists had left town. But since 
it was the day after a holiday weekend, a lot of the hotels needed their staff to come in to do laundry. So I was seeing a lot of Facebook posts of like, hey, um, I'm in Gatlinburg, I can't breathe, I can't see. Um, am I supposed to come into work today? Is this dangerous? And the companies were like, if you don't come into work today, you're fired because we have all this laundry to get done from, um, and all these rooms to clean and all these cabins to clean from these guests. And if you wanna keep your job, you better, you better be here. Which is, it's crazy because it's November and people are depending on their jobs for Christmas income. This is the time of the year where you make money and you can get extra hours. So of course people aren't going to, you know, just not show up to work. And they're like, you know, the, the fires in the national park, it's nowhere near here. Don't worry about it. Just, just get here. So Monday, I, it was getting kind of windy. Um, I was at home and it was getting windy and I was like, all right, I'm going to plug in my phone because when it gets windy today, it was windy and my electric was flashing and it's no fun to be at home with no electric. So I was like, well, I'm going to plug in my phone, make sure it's charged in case the power goes out. And I picked up my son from school and I remember having to put my hoodie over my mouth because I literally couldn't breathe the air. And we're supposed to wait outside the school, but I went ahead and went in because I couldn't stand it. The whole smell, the whole school smelled like a campfire. And I was like, I cannot believe they did not call school out early because this is, this is ridiculous. This is, uh, these kids can't breathe. I hope they didn't go outside to play today. And I saw where they did evacuate one school in Gatlinburg early because the quality of air was so bad. And they didn't really evacuate the kid, like the school. They just moved the kids to a different place where the parents could pick them up, which kind of just like blew my mind. Because wasn't it, wasn't it like a community center or a parking yeah. lot? Yeah. I, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, which is crazy because it's like, at least in the school, they couldn't really breathe it in they could still smell it but they couldn't breathe it in so they took them out of the school and moved them to like a community center exposing them to more of the ashes so their parents could pick them up um which is weird because if they're ev evacuating a school then they should probably evacuate gallenberg so i pick up my kid and i'm still like it's sunny out but it's really really warm for november and you know down south when it gets really unusually warm bad storms are going to come. And usually when bad storms come, high winds come. It's not rocket science. It's what happens all the freaking time. So I go home and my parents were in town. My kid had just got back from school and I was like, well, I'm going to put up my Christmas tree. So I'm charging my phone. I'm not looking at it. And I go out to get my Christmas tree out of my shed. And it's so windy that the leaves, the leaves are in cyclones. Like the wind isn't blowing in one direction or another. It's taking the leaves and it's blowing them in cyclones. I had tornadoes of leaves. I opened the door to get my Christmas tree in and my house was just ambushed with leaves. Um, it was the craziest wind I had ever seen. And this was, it was still sunny out. So, and it was November. So it had to be at like four or five in the afternoon, evening. And I continued to put up my tree, work on my house, whatever. My parents left at eight. They were getting kind of concerned because they were like, it's getting really windy and we, we need to get back to our house. Our dogs need let out. So at eight o'clock, my kid was hungry. I made him some soup, I think. And I hadn't looked at my phone. 
So I pick up my phone and I look and the Facebook is just going off. It's like the fires are spreading. They're evacuating Pigeon Forge, which they did evacuate Pigeon Forge. Which is so odd. Yeah, because so I was at work when this all was going down. And I remember I called my district manager. And hold on. You're at like what? Like three or four in Pigeon Forge? I think it's three. I think it's three. It's right across from the, it's near the Christmas place. And I'm at the light. My husband was at the light right before you. Yeah, yeah. And, uh. Because I got a phone call and they were like, hey, they're evacuating our neighborhood. We have to go. Um, and so I called my district manager and he was like, well, they're saying there's no mandatory evacuations for Gatlinburg and I can't close the store for smoke. Okay. Was <laughs> yeah. it the same guy that I worked oh, for? Oh, yes, it was. That piece All right. Um, anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was essentially like, I was like, they're evacuating my neighborhood. Like I, I'm telling you, like, I'm not lying. I can get, so I guess I essentially was like, I'll figure out how to do this. And he was like, just have people evacuate there then. Um, yeah, genius. Um, but what you have to understand is like our lights are numbered and Pigeon Forge is what, two miles long at the most. Yeah. So it's it's not you, you were like, what, a mile, a half a mile from your house. Yeah, I was very, very close. Um, But even still, uh, then what really scared me was I was at work and I was trying, I was texting my store manager and everything and trying to get home to my animals and, you know, uh, and the, a park ranger came in and a police officer and they said, hey, we need to evacuate people here before we can let them into the LeConte Center which is very, very close to where I used to work. Um, And I was like, okay, can you tell me if this neighborhood has been evacuated? And they said, yes. So I was like, look, I need you to talk to my manager. Like, (laughs) you have to tell him you are an official. So I called him back and I was like, hey, yeah, the park ranger wants to talk to you. (laughs) So that was my experience with that nightmare. Yeah, it's crazy. And my husband was next door to you and he had no evacuation. He didn't even really? know. He didn't know anything was on fire. Oh my God. So what got me too was I came home and it was like, oh, it was just, I could see there was just, this is kind of odd, but where I used to live, it was like, there was a wall of fire like up in the mountains behind. I mean, I didn't live super close, but it was No, but could you feel the heat off of it? Yeah, it was out on Wears Valley. Okay, that yeah. Point. That's what happened to me. So, I see all these Facebook posts about the fire, and I'm in a hollow. You guys know where I live. So, mm-hmm. I go I open my door and all I can feel is the heat. That's all I can feel. I can feel the heat like I was standing beside a freaking campfire. And I'm in a hollow, so I don't know how close this fire is. I can't see. All I can see is the sky is red and glowing, and I can feel heat from it. And I heard the wind, since we live in a hollow, the wind was above it, and it was making this, like, loud noise. And I thought it was the fire coming towards me. Yeah. The wind. Mm -hmm. So... At that point, and I have general anxiety disorder, so at that point, my body stopped. 
and I couldn't dial phone numbers. I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. I was trying to get my child and his important stuff, um, like his blanket, his toys into my car. The power was flickering. Um, I couldn't see half the time. Um, my kid was scared because he knew something was going on. He was clung to my side and I was trying to gather stuff and I didn't know whether I should leave my animals in the house or out of the house. I called my husband and I was like, Hey, you are at light three evacuating from light, I don't know, six or eight. And, and the fire is now at the bottom of Pigeon Forge. Yeah. The they, fire. They was, evacuated at light six because yes. my house was at light five. Okay. Gotcha. So then the, the road that my husband takes home was in flames. The secondary road that my husband could take home, there were rumors of fires there. So he didn't know any of this. He knew none of this. He was right at, on the evacuation line, which should have been extended, obviously, because it's next door to where you worked. And he, he had no clue. He was like, there's still people in here. I can't close the store. Like, there were still customers, like, in a restaurant next door that had no idea that the town was on fire. Which is crazy because I literally, I mean, I, I cannot tell you guys how close, like, I am to that store and that restaurant. Like, I could walk there. Like, it's literally so, it's across the street from where I work. And, of course, my husband doesn't believe me, really. He's like, you're just seeing things on Facebook and taking it out of context and making a, <laughs> and I'm like, no, shut the store down. Get your butt, get here to me. I'm having a panic attack and dying. The blessing of being a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I call his dad. Your husband doesn't believe you. <laughs> I call his dad, and I'm like, look, I'm seeing that, which our one friend uh, who listens to this podcast sometimes, his dad was a firefighter, and so a lot of the information I was getting was from him. Do you know who I'm talking about, Violet? Is yeah. it okay if we say his name? Yeah, I don't mind. Patrick? Patrick. Yeah, yeah. What up, Patrick? So a lot <laughs> of his, the information I was getting was coming from him, and I knew it was accurate. Well, I don't think his dad was a firefighter, but his dad was in that hotel. Yeah. He worked for that hotel that they yes. got trapped in. Yes, but he was getting, like, information from a firefighter, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, so, also, that hotel was yeah. there. That was one of the scariest things. Yeah. I'm hoping to get all that. I'm sorry if this is taking me forever, but also, there's so many details. Our murder mama's husband. Yes. Rhonda. Our, <laughs> yes, exactly. Small world. So I call Seth's dad. It's, it's my husband's father to be like, Hey, is this accurate? And he's like, yeah, everything's on fire. I'm helping a friend move his cars. And I'm like, well, can you please get me out of this hollow? Because I'm scared. And he's like, no, there's, there's no fire out where we live. And I'm like, I don't care. I can feel the heat off of it. If I have to leave, I want to see where, what roads I can use and what roads I can't. So uh, my mother-in-law came and got me and my son and we went to a church, which was amazing because it was in a huge, huge paved parking lot and the church was brick. But when I left my house, it looked like the gates of hell had opened up over Gallenberg. It literally was a wall of flames in the mountains. I could not believe it. And it was insane. You can literally, like, you could see. 
I can't even, I guess that's the best description of it. It looks like in those apocalypse movies when they zoom out and they're in space and you see the earth just covered in fire. That's what the entire skyline looked like. Yeah. That's what it looked like. And so we also had um, the Cobbly Knob Fire, um, which is out at the end, other end of my road. So we had the Cobbly Knob Fire at one end of the road. The Pittman Center Center Fire, which is basically a road adjacent to the road I live on. Um, please don't stalk me, guys. Um, the uh, Where's Valley Fire, which is out in Pigeon Forge, and the Gatlinburg Fire. Um, so everywhere around me was surrounded by fire. <laughs> and I didn't want to go home. Um, luckily, my husband finally arrived after like an hour and a half safe. I thought he was dead because I couldn't get a hold of him. Everybody was telling people to not use their cell phones because it was interrupting with 911 calls, which is crazy because cell phones were the only way we had to communicate with each other because everybody's power was out. Well, and when I was at work, the park ranger said, if you live in this area, you need to touch base with your family and get with them now because they're getting ready to shut off stoplights. It will be purely like traffic directed by, yeah, like they were like, it's going down, like you have to connect and get out. And no joke, I wanted them to shut down power where I live because from what I could tell on Facebook, it was all power lines that were snapping. And causing these fires. Well, and then we had, uh, we knew some people, or I knew some people that uh, they lived out on Wares Valley, and they were standing in their front yard with a hose, putting out, like, like chunks of debris that were on fire. From like the, embers. The Wares, yeah. yeah, embers falling into their yard and catching on fire. Yeah. So, that night, it started raining a little bit, like sprinkling, and... My husband was like, we can go home. And he went up to a graveyard with his dad where he could see, like, a far distance of where all the fires were. And the jumps that the fires had made were, like, if you listen to the California fires, like, they were jumping highways and rivers and things that are supposed to be barriers that normally they don't jump, but they were jumping. And um, I didn't sleep that night. I didn't sleep all night. Um like we, I had a friend whose dad was trapped in a hotel um, and the videos coming from that hotel were absolutely terrifying. Yeah, that was horrifying. Like, yeah, I can't even. No, I would have, I would have curled up in a ball and died if I, cause I wasn't even near the fire, but it felt like I was because of the heat that was coming off of it. Which is insane to think about in hindsight, because of what happened. And at the time you don't know. And, and so I didn't sleep all night. I sat on my porch and it would rain off and on, but it wasn't enough rain because everything was so dry. And I remember just sitting on my porch and watching the sky glowing, having, and the power was out. Um, I had no idea again, like if they were getting these things under control, if they were working on anything, like what, what was happening. So the next morning we wake up, and it was sunny and we drove to work. We drove to Pigeon Forge because we still had no power at my house. And I remember just seeing like Black Hawk, Hawk helicopters, like finally dropping water. Yeah. I remember that too. That was insane. On things. It's... And it, yeah. And it, upper Middle Creek Road, like the road from my house to work 
like houses were burnt on it. Mm-hmm. Like houses that I drove past every day were gone. Yeah. I um, I woke up at about, I think I fell asleep at like three or four that morning and then woke up at like six and I was taking like large travel, like the big like coffee travelers to like police officers and firefighters that were like at that base of the spur. If you remember, like, yeah, that was where, that was where the fires were getting to was that right start with the gas station on the right hand side. Yeah. Which is so close. (laughs) Yeah. Like freakishly close. It literally took me no time to get there, but yeah, I was running coffee to them and then people had evacuated um, to my friend's work and so I was just kind of checking in. We had people visit us too to ask why we weren't evacuating, which was scary. Yeah, it was it was petrifying. So basically what happened was um, the result of the fires, there was one in Cobley Knob, there was one in Moores Valley, there was one in Gatlinburg, there was one in Pigeon Forge, and there was one in Pittman Center. All of our fire um, departments are local volunteer, and they were all strapped because they had been fighting little fires. Um, and I didn't even know this until afterwards, but like my local department, Caton's Chapel, they had been sent up to English Mountain to fight a fire that day and they actually got it out. Um, so when all these big fires hit, they were all, they had been working all day um, already and they were depleted. So a lot of volunteer um, firemen came in from all over the country to help put out this massive fire it resulted in 14,000 displaced people, 2,400 structures destroyed or damaged, 17,000 acres burnt, and 14 deaths. And I say that with a question um, mark. Yeah. Heavy, I, one part that I want to discuss. You know I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm 100% with you on that question. I mark. have heard so many stories. Yeah. I'm talking creepy apocalyptic stories of like there were firefighters in from like my friend owns a cabin cleaning business and she had to check on her cabins and even the next day like her husband went up to a cabin to check on it and there was a telephone pole on fire burning that almost caught one of their cabins on fire and like if he hadn't called it in it would have burnt and that was the next day there were still like random fires burning and they went down to like the spur where you were talking about and they saw like like what are they called the vehicles that carry the bodies oh not hearses right yeah like basically hearses but they saw these 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 vehicles that were just parked just ready to carry bodies away and then i heard of like people coming in to volunteer from like local areas and they're volunteer firefighters mm-hmm. and they were getting sick and having to leave because of the bodies. Yeah. I don't know if this is true, but I've heard way too much for it not to be true. I heard um, there were upwards of 50 pieces of bodies found, yeah. but they were either so badly burned or there was no way to identify them. So there were 14 confirmed, but like the unconfirmed, that's what I heard. There was also, I'm sure you'll bring this up in a minute, but um, illegal immigrants. Yes. That, yeah. Which... We have a lot of illegal immigrants in our area and they live kind of like crammed together and they'll basically like, they'll take an old hotel back in the sticks and they'll all cram in it 
and live together. Well, these people have no cars. They mostly like walk or ride bikes or take trolleys. So they had no way out. And they definitely, one of my friends actually lived in one of those apartment buildings. And they said that the fire touched their apartment building and there was no evacuations. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm just wondering, I mean, I know of a guy who, he was coming down one of the mountains in Gatlinburg and he had a chainsaw. And, and what happened was like during that night, like since there wasn't an evacuation, even though they're saying there, there was, what to the best of my knowledge, like, yeah, there were two teens who started a fire in chimney tops and yeah, the fire department couldn't get to it. But in listening to other podcasts about California, um, what happened in California, which this is what I believe happened here, um, to all of our mountains, have communities throughout them, whether they be like subdivisions or rental cabins that people rent for vacation. Um, and for whatever reason, these communities on mountains don't have underground electricity. The downtown Gatlinburg has underground electricity, but if you are up on the peak of a mountain and it's 80 to mile an hour winds and a telephone pole falls down and a transformer blows, that transformer is going to spark and it's going to catch everything on fire around it because everything was so dry. So leaves, debris, whatever. Well, a lot of these subdivisions have, they're in the middle of nowhere. They have propane tanks for like their fireplaces or their gas grills, gas grills, whatever, hot tubs, uh, hot water tanks. And once one of those propane tanks gets inflamed, they bust, like they burst, like people were watching propane tanks explode in this fire. And once that happens, I mean, they're right next, my neighbors have one right beside their house and it catches the whole cabin on fire. Well, the cabins are made of wood they're dry. Everything around it is dry. So then trees and telephone poles would catch on fire and fall across the roads and it would block the roads. Well, when one transformer blows, it sends a backup of power to the other electric lines behind it and those transformers blow. So you have one small fire here, one small fire here, one small fire over here from all these transformers blowing and then they catch the propane tanks on fire. And then the houses go up in fire. And, and then, then pretty soon, yeah. The wind kicks in. And then the wind kicks in, which was 80 miles an hour that night. I know because I saw it. I felt it. It was, And it wasn't yeah. blowing like north or south or east. It would it would pick up and it would. It was just, yeah. It was like a cyclone of wind. And it wasn't, it was blowing in every direction possible. And so it was just spreading these fireballs everywhere instantly. And since there was no evacuation, everybody was like, they would kind of smell and they would look out their house and they would see a, a wall of fire heading towards them. And they would literally grab their, their keys and jump in their car and try to get down the mountain. And on their way down the mountain, there would be trees across the road burning. There would be um, debris across the road burning. So some people, there was one guy that had a chainsaw and he would get out and he would either drive he had a big truck he would either drive over the burning stuff or he would get out and cut the trees that weren't burning up and move them for people 
and he remembers pulling up to a van and he looked in the window to see if there were any people that needed help and there was a deceased family in the van burnt to death and there was one of them was the little girl that's crazy and that was one of the several stories that i've heard um i heard people on the spur because of what they shut the lights off in pigeon forge traffic lights and we're directing traffic yeah and people yep. were people were sitting on the road out of gatlinburg with a wall of fire all around them just stuck in traffic trying to evacuate and people were getting out of their cars and getting in the creek or getting in the tunnel because they didn't well, want to catch on fire and then you have like people like michael reed who uh, was told to, they were like, go down and see if the fire is spreading. He jumped in his car. Was it with his son? Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, Michael Reed. It was with his son mm -hmm. that he left his two daughters and wife behind. Wife, yeah. And he drove down to see how bad the fires were. And to the point he got, they were evacuating or something was happening. Anyways, they like sent him down and he... Yeah, his wife and daughters died in the fire. Yeah, I think he went down to see where the fire was. And yeah. he drove down the road and, like, ran into it. And he tried to turn around and get back, but he couldn't. But there were power lines and yeah. something fell or trees. Anyways, yeah, he was essentially separated from his family in there. And they, they were one of the 11 people that were documented dying. Um, but I just can't see how only 11 people died with no evacuation. Um I just don't see it, especially people that didn't have vehicles, especially people that were undocumented. And if somebody that was undocumented had a family member that was missing, like, were they going to go up to authorities and be like, hey, I'm undocumented and I have a yeah. missing. I mean, this is Trump country. Like, uh, it really is, too. And <laughs> I, and the fires were so hot, too. I remember talking to, like, regular customers and um, they had showed me pictures when they finally were able to go back up to their home, uh, their house was completely gone. And even they had one of those brand new, like Ford four by four pickup trucks, you know, those big motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. And all that was left was like, you could see a piece and like a burnt rubber just mound. Oh, that reminds me, Violet. It burned through like, pure car like it burned through cars that blows my mind since the uh, the california fires i have mm -hmm. been um you know on twitter and stuff and mm -hmm. i just want to i'm a conspiracy theorist i don't believe in everything i'll listen to anything i'll even listen to flat earthers and be like hey let me hear it just so i can see what they have to say yeah. not that i believe them i just i'm just curious so people that have not been in this situation will get on the internet and be like, this is impossible. The government shooting um, like energy beams of destruction into areas and, and pulverizing them. And that is not true. I literally watched yeah. a town catch on fire one night with yep. no interference. It caught on yeah. fire. It happened. Yes, it was burning. It was burning so hot. Like people were like, well, we had a safe. But what happens is, is in a regular house fire, if you have like a safe where you keep your jewelry or money or whatever in, it's a house fire, it burns for a few hours and the fire department has it out. This was a fire that burned overnight and it was hot because it was propane tanks, it was cars, anything in your house that you're not supposed to throw away or burn, yeah. burnt up. So it was 2,000, 3,000 degrees. So things in safes were incinerated. People would open up their safes and the things in their safes would be ashes. Cars had um, their 
um, like wheels melted off of them. The insides of the cars were melted and oh, running yeah. down the streets. That isn't a conspiracy theory. That's what happens when these fires happen. And if mm -hmm. we don't take care of climate change, this is going to happen more and more people are going to realize that it's not a giant conspiracy theory and the shit does happen in real life. I hope it doesn't. It has rained here every day, all year, which I don't even care anymore because I never want to go through that hell again. Um, I don't complain about rain like ever now. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't blame you. Rain. Um, <laughs> But they did close down the, Gatlin, the city of Gatlinburg for a week, um, which hurt our tourists def, um, because it's Christmas. And we have a lot of tourists coming in for Christmas shopping and winter things. And um, they shut down Gatlinburg. Even the businesses that weren't affected, um, they were shut down for a week. So all their food was rotten. They had no power. They couldn't get power to Gatlinburg because of they had to reroute all the power lines from them all being burnt. Um, so anything that could have been hidden, like bodies, they had a week to do it. Um, you couldn't get in Gatlinburg for a week. Like, nope, they had everything shut down. If you or medicine was in your house and you wanted to see if your animals were okay or your house survived, tough. You had to wait until they opened the city back up because it was too dangerous for anybody to drive through because of the down power lines. Um, see they did give us the red cross um and fema but for fema you had to like get a grant from them which you have to pay back it's really like basically like a really high interest loan um and red cross handed out little bags of washcloths which were like 30 dollars a piece which was ridiculous um there was an immediate gag order issued because the boys that started the fire were juveniles there's a lot of people in this area that think that this fire is all the boys fault and I still believe that if there wasn't a fire at Chimney Tops that night, that there still would have been many fires. Gatlinburg still would have burnt um, because it was so dry and because of the wind conditions. And they should have shut off power before the wind happened, and they did not. And that was a huge mistake that they'll never take blame or responsibility for. Um, also, I have heard rumors of they started a backburn in Gatlinburg that day. Um, to protect the city of Gatlinburg, thinking that if they started, they couldn't reach the chimney tops fire. So if they started a backburn in Gatlinburg, um, like, you know, where Campbell lead and Roaring Fork and everything that was really, mm -hmm. really burnt, um, that's where they started the backburn so that they could get, um, get the chimney tops fire under control. So um, I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard a lot of information that uh, the city and the uh, volunteer fire department were like, hey, we're going to start a backburn even though there's 80 mile an hour winds. And that was one of the fires that did catch everything on fire. But everybody here is like, well, it was them boys' fault and they need, they need killed, <laughs> which I think it would have happened anyway, whatever. Um, and the, just in the last few days, which I wrote this a long time ago, um, it was eventually announced that the charges against the juveniles were dropped because of the winds and the power lines. Who knew? Um, everybody was really angry that they didn't get charged, um, which I think they could have, should have got charged for something. I do too, because I, I was one of those people. And I think what got me was um, the boys posted a video. Yeah, they did. Of them, like, burning. And I'm not yeah. thinking to, like, <sighs> this is a tough, tough subject. Um, 
they should have gotten some kind of charge. But I heard they were their dad was in law enforcement and Yep. Um let's see. The arson charge would be in jurisdiction of the federal government since it occurred on the national park land, but the US attorney's case has to review the evidence first. So Which I mean my thing is like, no, I don't think this massive fire was all their fault, but they certainly attributed to it. And I they certainly did. They should be charged in some shape, form, or fashion. I mean, you couldn't even like light a grill during that time. So what would make them think that they could get away with starting a fire in the middle of the national park and it'd be okay? I completely I mean, agree. And then my thing was, like I said, they made a YouTube video about it and they posted Oh God, there was a song. It yeah, I know. It was creepy. It, it yeah. was creepy as fuck. I'm the one that, well, I shouldn't say this, but I'm the one that reported that because it was during Yamacon. Yeah. I was still like really tore up. I did not have a good Yamacon that year. And I sat in the room and I found that video and I reported it to um, everybody. Yeah. They, uh, that year though, I liked it only because, I mean, Yamacon caught a lot of flack that year, but uh, I know as head of adult programming that we raised a ton of money for victims and uh, everything for the fires. So that was very, very cool. Yeah. And shout out to Dolly Parton on this because she oh, was like, bless. she did a telethon on TV and she had, man, she had what the Titans donated money and hockey teams donated money and big stars donated money, like Blake Shelton and all these people that I normally don't like. And they literally like, and I'm going to tell you that that money went straight to the people. People were able to go pick up, I think it was what, five payments of $1,000 or something like that? Something like that, yeah. And then um, something else that kind of, as someone who is right in the middle of the fires, as were you, um, something that was kind of cool, I don't know if cool is the right word. Cool is not the right word. But um, it happened right after the election or yeah. right during election season. And it was kind of nice to like take a break from me lying in the middle of the road drunk. Yeah. Because at that point, nobody cared about yeah, it here. People here, were just very like coming together and yeah, people yeah. dropped everything to help each other. Like they opened up donation centers to get people closed because I mean, there were people that like afterwards they were kind of like, well, you got this money from Dolly. And it was like, well, you know, if you have a family of five and you have to buy them all underwear, that's a hundred dollars in underwear. And I mean, these people literally left with the shirts on their back and one vehicle to keep their family together. So when you lose everything and you have to go to Walmart, I mean, a pack of underwear at Walmart is like eight ninety nine for five pairs. And if you have a family of five and you have to buy everybody underwear, that's a hundred dollars, just an underwear, you know, that's not, including socks that's not including pots that's not including pans like toothpaste like toilet paper paper towels things that are so expensive that you yeah, don't even baby. realize diapers yeah <laughs> diapers exactly um so yeah and dolly she really saved this area because um you know as a small business owner in the area i was like we're we're screwed now like we're screwed and those days she handed out those checks people came in and bought what they had lost and um you know we helped out people we gave them discounts and stuff to our regulars that we knew had lost things um some people were like i got out with just my xbox and and my husband was like here's 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 the cord the power supply just take it you know don't worry about it yeah for sure um 
but um, basically, it's just really sad that our community won't admit that they messed up. Um, when I listen to other responses, um, apparently in California, there was a disconnect between um, 911 and the people who um, make the mandatory evacuations. And they took full responsibility for that and admitted it and um, are working to make it better in case it happens again. Um, our area didn't do any of that. They were just like, it's this, this kid's fault. And, you know, we did the absolute best we could and we evacuated Gallenberg and um, there wasn't evacuations in Gallenberg. I'll still read articles where they're, where they're like, when Gallenberg was evacuated and it's like, what are you talking about? Do you mean like when it was on fire and they were, they were helping rescue people? Is that what you mean by evacuation? Because that's not an evacuation. That's rescuing people that are running from fire. Yeah. Um, I hope there is a point where we can put at least some of the phone calls to in the podcast because it, it's pretty, it was, I don't want to say mind blowing, but it's pretty terrifying to hear. Yeah. And if they would have had a water source created like on day two of the fire and done helicopter drops on it, it would have, could have been more contained with that wind coming. And it wasn't just like, a, Oh, it's supposed to get windy. Like the national weather service out of Morristown were like, if there wouldn't have been a fire, they would have still been like, Holy crap. There's really bad winds, like unexpected horrid winds coming on Monday night. You all need to be prepared. Um, so yeah it's just it was just crazy and it was luckily like my panic attack was probably a normal person panic attack and the next day I was okay um but I had a lot of survivor's guilt um because so many people lost everything and coming home to your house was like a relief but it was also hard because it was like oh my god I'm so lucky um our, the area where I live, I was told our power was actually shut off because I live back where um, Dolly's childhood home is. I ran into a firefighter a few weeks later and he was like, um, you know, her Dolly's people had called in and, and said, you know, you do absolutely everything to not let this burn. And so they did shut off our power so that um, nothing would catch on fire. So at least I had her helping me probably not to catch my neighborhood on fire, yeah. which was great um, because we have down power lines with 30 mile an hour winds. Um, so yeah, thanks Dolly. <laughs> I do have Dolly. I do have kind of a happy story that pertains to the fires. Yes. I don't know how happy, but um, so I read this article back when it first happened. And when you said you were doing it, I was like, I hope Cody doesn't mind that I add this little bit. No, I love it. Lift because it's spirits. so hard for me to explain myself and it feels so much better to have you like, yeah, you're not crazy. That's Yeah, no, I was definitely there through it. Um, so there, uh, there was a group of people looking through to try and find uh, bodies or survivors during the fires. And uh, they saw this um, patch of mud that had been burned over and they saw it moving and they went over and tried to dig. They thought it was like a person or a body or something. And it was uh, Charles the pig. Who, huh? uh, his family had left behind. Needless to say, they just ran with the clothes on their backs and they bolted 
Um, and this pig panicked and found a patch of wet ground. And oh. he burrowed under the mud. And uh, they found him. And he was alive and well. And he spent three weeks at the UT Veterinary Medical Center in Knoxville. Um, recovering from burns and smoke inhalation. But he is A-OK. And he is home in his brand new pig pen. And he has a book out, too. Oh, he does. <laughs> he has a book. He has a book, <laughs> Charles the Pig. Yeah. And also, I did, um, through Christmas, I uh, I found this, um, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> church in Pigeon Forge that had a lot of, like, um, it was a like a Spanish church, Hispanic church, and I went there afterwards, and I went through like my closet because I used to work at Nine West, and I had like brand new winter boots that I had never worn, and I had smaller feet, so I was like, I want to find a place where people maybe aren't donating to, so I got online and I found a church in Pigeon Forge that was Hispanic, and I took in all of my stuff there, and then I went back on Christmas Eve and I helped serve them food and I gave I bought toys to hand out to the kids and it was Mm -hmm. like they had a pinata and the kids were so excited about the pinata and I was handing out books to little kids and their mothers were crying and it was the cutest thing ever and those people were the nicest people I have ever met in my life and they had the most well-behaved kids I have ever met in my life um they had the kids like downstairs in the church and they brought them up to where they served their meals and all the kids just sat down by their parents and were quiet. And when I was handing out drinks, I was like, do you want sweet tea? And they were like, no sweet tea for the kids. Do you have juice for the kids? And I was like, yeah. And, or they would just say juice because some of them didn't speak a lot of English. And, um, I would give their kids juice and they were all so well behaved and they were all so polite. Um, and that helped me get over some of my guilt, survivor's guilt, but um, just really like getting to know people in your community that you don't normally see and trying to help people that normally don't receive help and or wouldn't ask for it because a lot of them, they wouldn't ask for things. You would have to like give their kids toys because they wouldn't ask like, oh, can I have those books? They would just you would give the kid their book and, and the kid would love it and their mother would cry, you know? And it was just like really awesome to help them. And I love helping people. So that was like a little bit of like healing was like, I got to help people not to toot my own horn, but it was just one way of dealing with the, the panic from it all, I guess. Um, but I went shopping for them. <laughs> like what do little kids like and I just like went and spent like 200 bucks on like little toys and went and gave it to them and um it was just so nice and I just I just I still to this day can't get over like I've seen church kids before and these were extremely well-behaved children and I would totally adopt one if I had to just saying Mm, that's awesome that's my story for this week I know it was long thanks for hanging in there guys I found something interesting about something that you mentioned Um, this is kind of 
This is overall an uplifting thing, but it comes from a sad thing. So the guy you mentioned, Michael Reed, which mm. every once in a while, I live in Portland, Oregon, and every once in a while we'll get like random flashes of like news clips from other places. And he came up on my TV. I remember his face wow. talking about his kids, which is crazy because we had been out here for maybe like a month at that point. Anyway, um, so Michael Reed's wife, Constance, was a um, sexual abuse survivor as a child. And she started a, she released a video in 2015, it looks like, talking about her story. And I don't know if she started the Reed Foundation or it's something that Michael um, started after she passed. I think she he started it after she passed, but I remember this too. Yeah, awesome. but he's... Yeah, he started the Reed Foundation, which is trying to get a bill passed called Constance Bill, which is essentially a nationwide text alert number for children. If a kid's in danger, they can text the word HELP in all caps to this certain alert number, and the message will be immediately forwarded to their local law enforcement agency, which is wow. amazing and should definitely be a thing if it's not already. Um, I don't know how... a to date the website is, but it's um, constantstory.com. And it's a, it's a man who lost everything and is literally turning it into something positive. I don't have any updates on that, but I just found it. And I think he finally decided to sue and a lot of people were pissed about it, but I'm like, sue the fuck out of the city. Yeah. Holy crap. We yeah. you that. lost your life crazy. like and apparently their family was like they were one of those families that like they didn't have much but they would give you their last shirt like mm-hmm. well and even still it's like god i just can't imagine i i honestly cannot and as i mean cody and i were there present during the fires and everything but like i remember seeing him on the news and just that's insane he was begging, yeah. like, if anybody sees these people, please let me know this is my family. And he couldn't get back to check if his house was even there. He couldn't look for them. He was just stuck at a community center. And they yeah. did, mm-hmm. one thing they did do at the community center, um, because a lot of people had already bought Christmas gifts for their kids, and they got burned up in the fire. And, of course, when you don't have socks or underwear, you've got to prioritize that stuff before Christmas gifts um, at the community center that they had where they were holding people they had santa claus come and um they had him visit with like the little kids and hand out gifts which was really really cool like the area did so much for people and really came together and that was the part that was i agree like i said that was right during all this election craziness and and i feel like that area in itself was kind of a tense place to be in during the election um but Mm -hmm seeing everyone like i said just come together and and we do charity work at that convention that i mentioned earlier every year but that year in particular was so special and so much was raised and they did clothes drives and food drives and like all sorts of stuff and it was so humbling to see not only just like the community but people just coming to this anime convention <laughs> you know bringing i mean we filled up to U-Haul like yeah all U-Haul and it was just insane so damn this was a good one Cody 
You did so good. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, thanks for your help. I really appreciate it. Cause like I said, it's, it's hard. It's hard to go back there, you know, um, anytime now that I, I mean, I live in an area where everybody has like chimney fireplaces. And so every night at like six or seven, I'm like, I smell smoke. What is it? And then I'm like, Oh, it's just our neighbors. They have a wood burning chimney. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Um, I used to love campfires. Now the smell of a campfire makes me instantly sick. Um, when you're about to like, when somebody pulls out in front of you and you get that like drop in your stomach, that's what I get when I smell a fire now, any fire. Um, mm. I'm constantly paranoid about it. I've had dreams about it and I wasn't even in it like these people. So um, I can't even imagine the mental trauma they still have to this day of losing everything, almost losing their family, almost dying seeing fire all around them, not knowing if they're going to get out alive or not because the city was more worried about getting their hotels clean from the holiday weekend rather than evacuating it. So, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Sasha, are you, are you with us? Are you, did I bore you? I just have so many emotions. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. National natural disasters are scary, and the way people respond to them are scary. And the fact that people still don't believe in climate change is scary. Uh, also, it's not a thing you just believe in. As <laughs> as someone that lived in the area, I understand that your vacations are important, but to every motherfucker that came up to me and be like, these fires ruined our vacation. We left oh all God. our luggage in the hotel. Fuck you. <laughs> like, wow. I could not believe that. I was standing outside with my friends the day after, and these people were like, we have to go home today. We can't stay. They, the fires burned everything up. We lost so many clothes. I was just like, <laughs> every time I was just like, at least you have a home to go back to. Yeah. I mean, there were people that didn't lose anything, but their homes were smoke damaged and they had to get everything professionally cleaned. And I mean, that's super inconvenient, but they weren't complaining. They were thankful they had a house still. <laughs> yep. And I, and after hearing so many stories, I had a group of regulars that made me sob because they were like, the most thing that mattered was they lost their dog. Yeah. And I, and I had known that dog like personally and it just like, I was just sobbing and they got a new puppy that looked just like him and it was just so emotional. <laughs> oh. Stop it. That's cool. Oh. I'm just going to cry now. Hmm. Uh. Welcome to Murder Blows. <laughs> Should we do things we like? Uh, <laughs> I like having a house and my friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell you guys the story. I'm um, drying my eyes with my dog's fur. Oh, using her. Um, so recently I um I decided that I I like making my cars look nice and I like do like I like learning things. So I was like, I want a new I want to order new taillights for my car and put them in myself. So I did. And my husband is kind of like, 
you, you can do this. And I'm like, yeah, I can. Like, I totally can do this. So Saturday I went out and I'm like, okay, I'm either going to love this or I'm going to hate it. If I hate it, I'm going to be angry and make my husband finish it. But if I love it, I'm just going to want to do it more. So I go out and I back my car into the garage because, of course, it's raining, which I'm fine with because I can back my car into the garage. And I unhook the battery and I start taking things apart. And, yes, I watched YouTube videos because you can learn anything from a freaking YouTube video. And I took out my old taillights and I cleaned my car where my old taillights were. And I put everything back together and I took my time. And when I was done... Everything was nice and clean, and they worked. And I was so proud of myself because who knew I could do that, you know? Look at that. Look yeah. At that. And I'm just so proud because, like, my dad was making fun of me. Like, I told him I had new taillights to put in my car, and he's like, oh, I bet Seth loves that, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, he's going to keep an eye on you. And just, like, the basic, you're a girl. We'll see how that goes. Ha, ha, ha. So... I waited until my husband went to work because I didn't want his help at all. And <laughs> I just took my time and watched my YouTube video and took everything apart and cleaned everything and put it all back together and everything worked and sent my dad a picture and was like all by myself. And he was like, wow, those look good. Yeah, I know they do. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so now like, don't, this is kind of advice, but like, don't doubt yourself. Don't listen to people. Just do what you got to do. And watch YouTube videos. I did, I did something like that, but with plumbing. And John yeah. was like, I don't know <laughs> how you plan on fixing that. And I was like, listen, I got this. And then he went to work and he came back and he was like, hey, that looks like it works. I was like, it does work. I got it. You're welcome. <laughs> Isn't it the best feeling ever of, like, accomplishing something that, like, you think you can do, but you're not quite sure? Oh, yeah. I, I just like when people doubt me. <laughs> I legitimately that might be like a secret kink of mine but when people tell me I can't do something and then I do it I'm just like ah, it's probably why I have so many problems with authority <laughs> same, same did we just have Let's like that, Violet. we just had like a, a, I don't know like a mental I think it's called being a woman I think you're right <laughs> well what happened was I is... think it's called fuck the patriarchy <laughs> I well, see, I, have, I have a boy's name, so mm. what I do is is I use Facebook only for finding out things that are wrong with my car, and I can get on car groups, mm -hmm. and I can ask people questions, and they think I'm a guy. Oh, I bet you they treat you differently. They do. Bullshit. Your, oh, your motion city soundtrack T-shirt and. <laughs> well, they don't know which person I am in that picture, so they oh. think I'm a guy. My name's Cody. So what happens is, is like Saturday, I was like, yeah, a, I saw somebody else. They were putting in the same taillights. And I was like, yeah, I'm about to go do mine. And they're like, let me know, man, how it goes. And I'm like, yeah, I will. And I like updated okay. one thing. And they're like, oh, I want to do mine now. That's so cool. Good job. Like, but when girls what get idiots. on there and ask questions, <laughs> they're just like, oh, they honey, just, troll just them. go to a mechanic. Yeah. Jeez Louise. So How stupid. <laughs> yeah, it pisses me off, but it's funny because I'm totally trolling them. Like, they think I'm a guy. I, I love it. Yeah. So next, um, I'm probably going to do my headlights, which nice. is going to be harder. But, um, yeah. 
I, and I even switched from like the regular bulbs to LED. Like I had to install resistors and I had to use heat shrink and yeah. I love heat shrink. <laughs> Me too. It's great. I never used it before. And, uh, oh. uh, my husband was like, don't use electrical tape when you, um, wrap those wires, use heat shrink. And I'm like, I've never used heat shrink. And he's like, Oh, it's really easy. And he showed me one Is and I was it? like, why well, use a lighter to do it? Not like a heat gun. So yes. it burnt my finger, but. Oh no, don't do that. Yeah. I love my heat gun. I uh, use it for all kinds of crazy stuff. Me too. Do you know that Ron Swanson meme where he walks into the hardware store and it's just, I know, I more, know than more than you. <laughs> oh, and that, that's another part to my story. So um, after market taillights, sometimes they leak and get condensation in them. So I didn't want that to happen ever because I don't want to take them back out. So I was like, <laughs> I looked up YouTube videos on how to solve that problem. And they were like, get flowable silicone from your auto store and just do a line of flowable silicone around the inside of the cracks. So I, I go into advanced auto and I'm looking and I'm the only one in there because it's January and it's dead. And they're like, do you need help with anything? And I'm like, yeah, I need flowable silicone. And they're like, okay. Their jaws dropped. Well, the funny part is, is they were like, I'm like, I better get two because I'm, I, I might need two. And they were like, what are you, what are you using that for? And I was like, oh, I'm gonna install taillights on my car, and they're, um, I don't want them to get condensation in them, so I'm gonna do a lot of flowable silicone. Around. And they're like, oh, that's a really good idea. And I'm like, yeah, I know. The internet told me. And I bought it and left. <laughs> that is the the most like the best feeling too because i i've just been talking to my mom i took her into a comic book store with me uh about a month or so ago and we walked in and she was like wow they're so apt to help you and i was like too bad i don't need it and she was like oh calm down like and i i know this like men think this doesn't happen i know they don't but it doesn't because every once in a while I go into GameStop. I know there's Ugh. a competition, but I need something. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what do you need help with? And I'm like, bitch, I own a video game store. Like, <laughs> I don't need your um, help. <laughs> well, that was, so this guy walked up and he's like, hi, what are you all looking for? And I think the thing that sucked was I was actually looking for a gift for my boyfriend for once because I'm trying to get him into comic books. <laughs> I, I already know my business, but, and my mom was like, oh, she's looking. And I was like, stop, stop. No, no. <laughs> she, I was like, I'm fine. Point me to your, like, I was like, I'll just find things. And so I was looking for it and I didn't find it, unfortunately. Oh, no. And I walked up and I was like, oh, do you have any of the Marvel Noir series? And they were like, um, uh, well, usually we would. And I was like, oh, that's right. That's right. I came to you for something and you didn't know. Right. Mm. It was yeah. just, yeah. It drives me crazy. They just assume. <sighs> okay. I love you, girls. So what do we like? <laughs> uh, I really have been enjoying the show Dairy Girls on Netflix. Has anybody watched it? No. Sounds oh, like my porno. God, no. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, you've heard me talk about uh, my love of the show Mitzvahs on here. The very uh, it's not okay. It's only similar because Don't get me it's excited. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's only similar because it's a pack of teenagers with heavy accents, and they just keep getting into trouble. And it's so my heart good. They're like it's based in a Catholic school in Ireland, and it's so 
Oh, it's just oh, so I love it. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I lo- it's so funny. I definitely want to. I just finished. I don't know if I want this to be what I loved. I just finished you. I that's on my list next tomorrow. I got a free day. I'm doing it. Unfortunately, very, 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 very good. Um, it made me feel like a bad person though. Text me when you watch it because I, I feel like a horrible person. Why? Because you can I, tell me later. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it on here. <laughs> It'll ruin my street cred. <laughs> street cred. You think the main guy's hot, and you know it. No. Well, okay, 50-50, but no, it, it's... Well, okay, he's... The main guy is the love interest from EZA, the beaver guy that... Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> if anyone has seen EZA and seen him as the the beaver, please. I need to watch to EZA again. It's a work of art. I'll send you the clip that I'm talking about right now. Sasha, what do you... Like? Okay. Um, <laughs> you know... Um, when dogs are very, like, some dogs, like, whine to get pet, and some owners think that's really annoying. Sure. I don't think that's annoying. I love that. I love that they want to be pet so bad they cry, because that's me on the inside. No, but, um, <coughs> I was walking home today, and it was raining, and I passed by people walking two very large dogs in the rain. I don't know why they were walking. Anyway, it was raining. And the big... The big old black lab was like, and like pulling on his leash and the owner was just like rolling her eyes. And I was like, let me pet the dog. It wants the pets. Wants the pets. I think it's so sweet. Aww. Lovely. So I like that. I love dogs. I love cuddling and being loved. And I only get that rarely from my dog who is a loner. Oh, that's, I got two things I like this week. That's another thing I like. Uh, does Jeremiah still listen to Youngblood, Sasha? I think I might have gotten the art. The artist wrong? That's fine. Yeah. That's okay. But if it's Youngblood has a new song out called Loner, and it is a straight up anthem. He also has an heavy, heavy accent, and I'm here for it. It's really good. I'm into it. I'm going to listen to that as soon as we finish this. Violet, okay. did you listen to the band, band Creeper? No. Listen to them. You're okay. Like, no, no, just that. That's all. Listen, listen to them. Um, there's some whimsical music happening right now. Oh, it's me. Is Sorry, I came shop? out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I came out to put up the laptop. So. Oh, you're okay. Like I'll go back. All, I'll go uh, back to my hole. <laughs> I feel like we should all recommend music to each other. <laughs> like that's Cody, a new if one. Get, yeah. If you get bored of listening to podcasts. You should type in any anime at all and lo-fi chill pop after it, and the YouTube will give you great chill music to listen to. Oh, awesome. I need that. And sometimes I just need something different, you know? Yeah. I don't want to recommend music because I listen to bad. I wasn't. I, I don't want to recommend music. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we get process it. process there. You're, you're making some progress. It's <laughs> <laughs> for re... re uh... Um, revamping my love for the Ramones, though. I used to listen to them a lot. Oh, Korea. my God. Yeah. You know what I love? And I'm not being, this is not a shameless plug. You can check Sasha and I's cosplay Instagram for proof. 
I freaking love the owner of Blank Slate Labs. She Ooh. is an absolute peach. We talked about fucking Friday the 13th and sexy anime boys from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and and she didn't even care. Like, not that she didn't care, but I legitimately, I have been having a really, really, really horrible horrible 2019 and i feel like every time i feel confident and on top of the world it tries to take me down a notch for instance i right now currently <laughs> my car all within two days has a flat tire the power steering belt snapped and came off and now it won't start and it's not the battery blam, 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 blam. Um, <laughs> oh my god all in two days. I also cannot cosplay at like my first convention in 2019. It's going to be okay. But I was having a horrible day and I was like, I'm going to pick a new Stephen King book because Gillian Flynn is just bumming me out right now. Super misery. Yeah. So I started misery and I took like, a bubble <gasps> bath. And you know what I did? Yeah. I lip scrubbed and sweet and salty scrubbed my legs at the yes. same time. Oh my god, he's so salty. It's so salty. But I was even like, I was sitting there with my mom, we were watching Don't Breathe, and I was like, feel my legs right now. <laughs> Just feel them. And she uses the sweet and salty scrub, we share it, because we have chapped lips. This is not, I know it sounds like your typical Murder Blows promo code, but it's not, because it's a great product, ran by great people, and it fucking works, son. So, but also you can Son. use code murder blows for 15% off. <laughs> but that is legitimately what I like. I like that I had a horrible day and didn't go into a downward spiral and was just like, I'm just going to take care of myself today. Assisted by Blank Slate Labs. Hell yeah. Um, they, you can check them out at Blank Slate Labs on Instagram, blankslatelabs.com. If you follow us on Instagram, you probably saw our appreciation post on there of Allie and Eric Dale, who are the owners of Blank Slate Labs and Arcadian Grooming. And Arcadian has a YouTube channel, which I highly recommend because you can that see. That I watched last night. And Don't you love it? With. Oh, my God, Eric Dale. How do you do your hair? He he, he shows you. I said now to John. I know. Yeah, he said that to John. I said that to John. Because he has a crush on Eric Dale. And then Aww. Eric Dale has a crush on John. So it works out great. But he was just like, he's beautiful. <laughs> I know. I'm also going, but, because of that video, I'm going to steal the conditioning cream that I gave Jeremiah back. Because and I use didn't it on know your that face? I used, yes. And my hair. Because I got thick okay. hair. <laughs> Listen to me, you guys. Arcadian grooming products, sure, can be generally steered towards the male um, demographic. But I feel like their products are very universal and can be used by anyone for anything as directed on the bottle. So um, in this yeah. last YouTube video, Eric Dale shows you how to how he does his hair, which is glorious um, hair. I don't know what you call that style. It starts with a P, but I can't think of the word off the top of my head. Pompadour. Pompadour. Pomade for your pompadour. Sorry, Eric Dale. We got you though. Um, and he takes this conditioning cream, he squirts it in his hand, he's like, I only use about this much, and he rubs it together for I don't know, 0. 0.4 seconds, and rubs it on his face, and then into his beard, and then into his hair. 
And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? So as long as you don't think you're allergic to anything on the bottle, which is not hard because it's all um, stuff, ingredients that you recognize because it's all like, I don't know, natural and shit and easy to pronounce. There's no crazy phosphate number 27 or whatever. You can use it on your skin. It's so cool. Yep, I busted it out. I'm pretty pumped to use it, but you can use code MURDERBLOWS at, I almost said gmail.com, at Arcane Grooming <laughs> and get 15% off. And they've updated their Scruffy Hands Cream, and I'm going to have to get some of that. for their, their Scruffy Hands, not cream, but scrub. They've changed the recipe a little bit, so I'm pumped about it, because I can see the bottom of my jar. That's all. I am also pumped about this recipe. Also, I can't wait for the face wash. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, also, since we are coming up on our year mark, let's do something special. If you guys have anything in particular that you want us to cover, talk about, if you want us to do a Q&A, more Too Close for Comforts, like, Let's figure it out together as a community. Ooh, okay, weird? let us know this. Should we do A, all of us cover one case, B, a Q&A, or C, just another too close for comfort? How's that? We can put a poll up on Twitter and Instagram. Just do a poll. Okay. Go to the polls, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you. It's so everyone. important to vote. It is. <laughs> Did everyone do what they liked? Everyone liked stuff? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, All right. Thank you for listening <laughs> to Murder Blows. Bye. 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 editing sasha again just a reminder everything past this point is a 911 call please do not listen if you do not like 911 calls click away this is your warning okay thanks bye get on bar please for a minute yes ma'am i we live up on uh cliff branch road and obviously smoke and everything we just saw some fire trucks come by Mm-hmm. My wife didn't want me to call. Is there any reason that we'd need, maybe need to leave from up there? Uh, no, no, sir. There's no uh, mandatory evacuations, no. Uh, they went up there checking the area for a different fire, not the fires that are burning. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah, there's no uh, mandatory evacuations. Okay, thank you. If, if that were to, were to be the case, how would they, how would we know? Uh, we would go door to door. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, From the Gatling Bird, and we're wondering, we are in Hidden uh, Valley Road. They are evac- we're not evacuating anyone, that's just false information. Okay, sorry to have bothered you. Okay. Okay, thank you, sir. Hello? Gallenberg yeah, Police Department. Yes, this is Carol Music. We're trying to get out. We are on Campbellay getting down to Great South Heights. Can we get out? Uh, to my knowledge, yes. None of that area is in the mandatory evacuation area. Well, you need to evacuate because uh, the, the fire is... It's busy, and uh, the fire department's in control of the evacuations. Thank you.
Park Police Department. Uh, yes, uh, this, there's a fire. Okay, coming up. I'm on. I'm 810 San Remo. I don't know how to get out of here. Where is this fire? It looks like it's coming up. up, up Where um, are you at? Where are you at? Pardon? Where is it? Where are you? I'm on 810 San Remo. I'm off in Seamount Road. Okay, okay. You go up this road and then you go up oh, I know, I know, I know. Listen, okay. listen. You are not in the mandatory evacuation area. If you want to leave, you can. There are several trees down in the area and we don't have anybody to move them right now. But you may come you may evacuate if you want, but you are not in the mandatory evacuation area, okay? It looks like it's in Gallenberg. Oh boy. Yes. And part of it is, but not on Ski Mountain Road. You are nowhere near it, okay? It just looks like I'm on my deck looking down. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I know. You are not in the main okay. evacuation area. There's nothing else I can tell you. Thank you. Come on, please, Robin. Uh, yes, my name is Joyce, and I work at Eight Gables Inn here in Gatlinburg. And we have people calling saying that they heard they're evacuating Gatlinburg and shutting everything down. Is that true? No, that's not true. It isn't. Okay, well, somebody said the stores are closing in Gatlinburg, the shops and the restaurants, and I knew they evacuated uh, Phi Beta Phi. I live in Gatlinburg and heard that on the uh, radio as I came to work because of the smoke. But as far as you know, we don't have to worry about anything um, guests uh, canceling and all, I mean, tell the guests that they can cancel because of this? Well, that's up to them, but they're not nothing up here. Well, see, we can't refund money unless it is an official evacuation. That's why I'm... Yeah, there's no... There's a voluntary one on certain aspects, some of the uh -huh. upper end of town, but nothing else. Okay. Where exactly is the fire? It's up in the park, up at Chimney Tops. Chimney Tops, uh-huh. Okay, well, thank you very much. Bye-bye.